Hello and welcome to the True Potential Do More With Your Money podcast. This is episode number 202. I'm Hayley, I'm the Client Service and Super Supervisor here within True Potential and I'm joined today by Neil who is Head of the Central Advice Team. We've got Sophie who is also a Client Service and Supervisor and Luke Johnson-Bolton who is Head of the Premier Advice Team. Today we've got a, a good episode, we're going to be looking at how to reach your goals, what impact that's going to have on you over the next um, financial year. We've got a, a couple of questions that we're going to go through. Um, we're going to start off with Neil, please, um, and how to set a clear goal for clients. What do you want to achieve and and when do you want to achieve it by? Yeah, of course. Um, setting, is, setting a goal is what we, what we have a true potential because one, the technology is geared towards it um, and we feel everybody should have a goal. Um, your goal may be to retire, which is the most common one. Um, you know, you might want to say, well, how much do I want to have by time I retire? That could be 200,000, that could be 300,000. Yeah. Um, and when do I want that for? It's pretty simple. The benefits of doing so is that we can track it through the app. Um, when you first talk to your financial advisor and set a, a goal in place, um, we can chart how long it's going to take to get there and what might be your regular premiums every month um, in order to achieve it. You could have multiple goals. So you could have a retirement goal, but you might have a goal for school fees for your children. Um, or you may have a short-term goal. Uh, you may have a, a house deposit, which is quite common. Uh, and that can either be facilitated by a pension or an ISA or a general investment account. Thank you. Um have a plan on reaching your goal. I think that's the the next one. So, Luke, I'm going to come to you for this one. Yeah. How how do they do it? How do you yeah, have a plan? So, as Neil said, the, the goals are really important. And once you've established those goals with your advisor, say, for example, retirement, you look at the assets that you've got for retirement, you may think of pension and, and ISA as well. And you can set up a direct debit. So with an ISA, if you want to fill up your, your 20,000 limit, I know quite sadly off the top of my head, that's 1666 a month. <laughs> uh, I've not got a calculator, but I, I should know it. It's there or thereabouts. And I had a client actually who cancelled the direct debit and said, you know, they, they couldn't afford to put in that every month. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. We've got the tools to be able to, to set those up and cancel those if needed. Mm -hmm. We've got impulse save as well. So for that client, you know, one month, if they want to put more or, or less than that in, mm -hmm. you can do on the app or on the client site, you can put more in. So mm -hmm. it's about having the tools to manage the contributions. You've got the direct debits into things like the, the pension, the ISA, but you've also got the one-off tools as well to get more money in. So really good to have that, that plan in place and, and the forecast as, as to how much you need but also how you're going to get there, how much do you need, what do you need to put in during the accumulation stage to get to that goal. Um, what would you say is more popular, just out of common experience? I think you know, the, the direct debits are, are quite popular. I think impulse, I think people use both. Yeah. I think if, if you've got any money left over at the end of the month, you know, impulse save is popular for that. Yeah. It's always good to have the direct debit with the, the ISA and the pension because, you know, you get paid and you put it in straight away, you see it as a bill. Yeah, we always say that, though. We yeah, treat it as a bit part of your expenditure, and then you think, you know, I should be able to afford that before I spend the discretionary, which is a good mindset to have. Yeah. I think we know, kind of, from being on the relationship management team, don't we, Sophie, that it, it is quite. It's it's people use both, people use one or the other. It doesn't really have a kind of trend, really, does it? It's variable. I think it depends sometimes what stage in your life you're at as well. You know, you might not have the sort of disposable income to set off the direct debit so the impulse yeah. save might be best for you depending on what you have at the end of the month mm -hmm. when you hit a point where you know you can it's a really handy thing to have mm. i think the impulse save is more ad hoc yeah definitely whereas the direct debit should be treated like a bill and like you said you don't have to commit to that big amount at the start you could start with 25 pound 30 pound yeah. a month 
Um, having a look at goals then. So we've sort of set a goal. We've got our impulse saves on the goal. We've got direct debits being set up and, and coming out every month. How do the clients then track that, Sophie? So the technology makes it really easy for them to do that. Um, I think it's a, a really good visual way of seeing, you know, what you're trying to achieve because it's, yeah. it's easy to say, oh, I want this to be my goal. And, you know, it doesn't yeah. matter what your goal is, you set off with all the best intentions and it's quite easy to sort of slip off, yeah. you know, and forget about it and come back a few few months later and, you know, you've kind of missed the boat. Yeah. But I think we're seeing it visually on the app. You can put in where you want to be in 10 years' time, in five years' time for mm. different policies, have different goals. And it'll show you sort of exactly what you need to do to get there. So you might have already discussed it with one of the advisors, like Neil or Luke, and um, but you've got that visual representation on the on the app, and you can see yourself, you know, climbing, or you can you can have a bit of a play about with it as well. Yeah, you know, to change what you want the end goal to be to see how much that's going to yeah. mean you have to put in per month. And also, if you change, maybe it's your startup with a higher attitude to risk when you're younger. Yeah. you know when you get to middle age or you might get towards retirement age you might decide to take less of a risk because mm-hmm. you've built up those funds um but the great thing about the technology is is that the different risk will change the goal visually from a technology point of view and also chart how much you shouldn't mm-hmm. be arriving at monetary wise by the time you retire and um, what what changes are coming this year and how can clients prepare? So Neil, I'm going to come to you first and we'll have a quick chat about the national insurance changes. Yeah, so there's national insurance changes, um, you know, a good news point of view, they're being reduced. Um, you've got different types of national insurance um, types. So you've got, you know, NI, NIC, as we call them, national insurance contributions. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got the main rate, which is the primary class one. Um, that's going down from 12% to 10%. Mm-hmm. Um, so good news for everyone um class four national insurance contributions are being reduced from nine percent to eight um and there is a removal of the class two national insurance contributions for self-employed people as well so really good news for everybody really um you know everything that is i think the average is around um 570 is a reduction in everybody's national insurance charges through the year so good from a taxation point of view and and also good from a saving point of view. Yeah, fab. And then bouncing straight over to you, please, Luke, um, if we have a look and kind of have a quick chat about abolishing the lifetime allowance. Yeah. So the lifetime allowance is obviously something that is a, is a pension transfer specialist I've spent many years learning about, and now it's all useless information <laughs> inside. And all that study, yeah. All that study, all, all that, yeah. So, but, but we still need to know about it because it's still in place. It was 1.07 million yeah. for the purposes of tax-free cash. Yeah. So a lot of clients who have wealth of over a million in a pension need to be aware that, you know, for tax-free cash purposes, it's still in place. But ultimately, when you did have this tax before of either 25% for income yeah. or 55% for lump sums, that's gone now. So for anyone with, with sizable pensions, you know, you might have done a, a DB transfer or you've built up good wealth for a workplace scheme or whatever, mm-hmm. it's really good news because it's going to save you a lot in tax. Although, yeah. as I say with a caveat, it's still in place for, for working out tax-free cash. Yeah, um- um, and then just looking at the the pension allowance, so sixty thousand pound pension allowance. How how's that gonna? Yeah, of course. So that that was another change that that was well received for anybody with pension. So it used to be forty thousand pounds a year you can yeah. put in. It's capped at either the pension allowance or your income. So you have to earn at least sixty thousand to benefit. But it's an increase of of twenty thousand a year. So everyone now, in accumulation stage where they're earning an income, can put in sixty thousand pounds a year under the pension. The the pension allowance it includes your a contribution, your employer's contribution, but also the tax relief. A lot of people aren't aware of that, so it's always worth yeah. speaking to your advisor to make sure you can calculate how much you've got left. 
Yeah. But you know, especially if you're close to retirement, that tax relief is a, a huge benefit yeah. as well as any employer match. So it's really important that if you can afford to take advantage of that £60,000 a year going to your pension, you should do. And also very relevant at this time of the year because people are completing their self-assessments. Yes. Absolutely. So, you know, if you haven't a high rate taxpayer, maybe if you haven't to declare your, your contributions, you've got that um, extra limit when you when you probably complete it next year because the year but the year previous will have been the old 40,000 limit uh, so the 60,000 limit is good news for everybody just on that um how do we've got like the carry forward for pensions so just for <clears throat> for clients how does that work for people who've got maybe a couple of years of that with the new allowance is it the 40,000 or is it 60,000 if it's from previous years how does yeah that work? so it's it's 60,000 for this year it's 40,000 yeah. for previous years it's a it's quite a complex calculation and it, it can yeah. vary from person to person so it's always worth speaking to your advisor yeah. but it's 60,000 for this year and, and yeah. future years as well perfect um so having a look at um the position that the client's in so having a look at reviewing that how kind of what is the best way for clients to do that well first of all for us we just launched our new annual review process so that yeah. comes through the client site and the app yeah and um, it makes it a lot more of an experience i would say for clients and rather it being a one sort of transactional quick yes no things have or haven't changed it's very yeah. in-depth it allows them to set an action plan yeah which is really good that you can work on throughout the year um, again helping you hit your goals it can be things as simple as you know setting up a direct debit or updating your beneficiaries but yeah. then it can also be things like fully reviewing with a financial advisor if you haven't done that in some you know in some time or you've had any changes yeah and um, sort of we've got that on the technology and it ticks off once you've done those steps so you could work your way through them I know you guys do a lot of you know annual reviews on the back of that as well Neil um, mm-hmm. that help as well yeah I mean it's really important that we review clients on an annual basis um, anybody who's got an ongoing charge attached to their investment uh, we have to review annually yeah. from a regulatory point of view um True Potential's annual review system, the yearly review or annual suitability review, as we call it, um, is probably the best out there. And that's not obviously yeah. because I work for True mm. Potential, but we did a lot of research before we launched that yeah. um, years and years ago. And now it's been um, updated, um, fantastic from a technology point of view. So it's very interactive. It gives the clients a really good understanding of where they are. It gives them their performance for the year. But most importantly, it asks them, has there been any changes in their life? Um, has their income increased? Has their expenditure? And, you know, people talk about really relevant nowadays because people talk about the cost of living. Yeah. Whether or not there is a cost of living crisis, we don't know because, you know, there there are some which, things which have gone up and some things which have gone down from yeah. a cost point of view. Um, I personally spend more money uh, at the supermarket now. I just find that things have gone up from that point of view. Yeah. Um, but... <clears throat> What the annual review does is it looks at the information that we hold on you um, <clears throat> and asks you a question whether or not your life has changed. Um, you know, somebody could have lost their job. Somebody could have got a promotion. Um, it reviews the risk. So if you're in a balanced account or a balanced risk at the moment, do you still want to remain balanced? It will then go through a risk profiler live on the system and then give an output. And the output is if there's any changes. Yeah. Um It'll go into an advisor's diary and that advisor will ring that client and go through the necessary review, uh, the action plan, and then more importantly, do something about it um, for the client. And if the client does want to change the risk or the circumstances that have dramatically changed, yeah. um, it'll allow us and the advisor to make those necessary changes. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the, the good thing about the annual suitability review process, isn't it? You've got 
it can be quite a small change or what we would see as a small change. It could be just like a, their bills have gone up, so their, their monthly expenditure has gone up. Or it could be quite a dramatic change where they're in an aggressive portfolio, say. Mm. They do the risk tolerance questionnaire. It comes out that they're a cautious investor. So you've got kind of both end of the spectrums on there. Yeah. Um, what is good about the the annual review process now is it is really a journey for the clients, isn't it? It's, um, rather than it just being a kind of box ticket exercise to get the information that we need as financial advisors or the, the business needs, it's a real journey for the client. It's something that they can set up and kind of look at over the 12-month period before their next one's due and kind of work towards different goals that they're setting and kind of really track and manage their investments. Yeah. Um, I know the feedback that I've had on it kind of from speaking to clients who have completed the the new process has been really positive. Um, it's a lot more streamlined, isn't it? Kind of looking at... Yeah, and also it does, it, it incorporates new things like it looks like net disposable income. Yeah. So it shows if you've got free money per month or if you've got maybe it's gone into a minus. Yeah. Um, so that, you know, addresses an affordability issue, which, you know, we have to act on. Yeah. Uh, but it's a really positive move. Um, and I think a lot of clients are really warming up to it now because we've not launched it that long ago. We've had some really positive feedback, yeah, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. Lovely. Um, so having a look at um, kind of your investments and, and clients' investments, if they've got multiple, if they've got kind of different ones spread out all over, what is, I'll come to you, Luke, for this one. Um, how do clients get, get their funds together? What What's the best like approach for that? Yeah, so... We have a lot of clients who might have, say, a pension on platform and pensions elsewhere. They might have lost track of pensions. We can help clients find pensions, whether the pension tracing service that we can use to help find that. But also, you know, a client might come to me with a workplace scheme that they've finished contributing to. Yeah. And they say, I want to bring it over to True Potential. We can give advice in that area. Yeah. We can look at it, maybe bring it across. And that has the benefit of putting all your investments in one place, one platform, where you can log in, you can see them easily. It's no good having maybe four pensions that you don't know where they are, you don't know what the value is, you've only got paper statements. So yeah. there is a benefit of, of having your pensions on one platform and obviously advisors can help with that to make sure that's the right thing to do as well. So yeah, a huge benefit, I think, of being able to see everything in, in one app, yeah. which is what I've done with pensions from previous employment, bring them over, which is, is yeah. good. Yeah. And I think when people don't consolidate, yeah, um, you know, it may not be in the best interest to consolidate certain pensions, but I think when people get to retirement and you know, you're looking at what you've got. It's very difficult to to paint a picture of what actual amount you have on retirement. So having consolidation of all the pensions give you one really true picture of what you of what amount you have to retire on. And um, that leads me nicely into looking at um, the missing pension. So you, you briefly mentioned it there. Sophie, can you tell me a little bit more about what that service does and, and what it offers for clients, please? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it's a service within True Potential where. They'll effectively search for and look for your missing pensions. So I know majority of people haven't just worked at the same place their entire life. Yeah. And they might have had several jobs. And I think one of the things can be, especially pensions that you maybe had early on, mm-hmm. or maybe pensions that you had at workplaces where you weren't at for, you know, a really great deal of time. Yeah. You can forget about, you may, might not have moved them, mm-hmm. and you might not even have any information on where they're at. Mm. But if you get in touch with that team, they'll be able to take as much information as they can from you, you know, including where you worked at the time or how long were you were there, when you contributed, anything that you've got, and then they'll go and look into it for you. And the most of the time they've they've been able to find loads of people's lost pensions and it's sort of, it's exciting really because it's money that you didn't know you had and then you yeah. can put that towards your goal setting and your retirement and you know, they, then they can help bring that over too. So yeah, that's what they're set up to do. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's one of the key things, isn't it? So it's a, it's kind of at the minute with all of these auto enrollment like workplace pensions, the 
um, that people are contributing into if they're at somewhere kind of for a six to 12 month period. It's not something that they're going to remember in sort of 30, 40 years time when they actually come to retirement. So it is, it's a really good tool for that in kind of bringing everything together and keeping things consolidated. Um, having a look at the next generation. So we've got the the beneficiary pension service here as well within, within True Potential um, where clients get an account with us and in when everything happens that can then be transferred over to them um how is it and kind of what do we do with regards to protecting those clients and protecting your investments and, and funds? well a pension now is obviously a personal pension since certain rules change is a really good way of passing down um towards your beneficiaries mm-hmm. um one it's free from inheritance tax at this moment mm-hmm. so the government um don't consider it as part of your estate Keeping it in that pension wrapper is really important um, because, you know, a common thought is um, when somebody's not here anymore and they pass their pension down to their loved ones, the loved ones put it in the bank, maybe it's taking income from it or they just use it as however they want to. Keeping it in the pension is really beneficial because not only is it outside of the estate, um, but there's certain tax advantages to uh, when that person isn't here anymore for the beneficiary. And naming the beneficiary, maybe it's a a son and a daughter, 50-50. Once that's passed to them, then they've got options on how they wish to take that money. Yeah, Um, It's always good to speak to your advisor uh, before that or about that because there are certain tax rules about that on how you can take it from a a lump sum in a taxation point of view. But the main benefit is if you get your uh, your beneficiary set up in your pension, um, it's going to go towards them when you're not here anymore. And... You know, there are some quite sizable pensions that you can pass down to your children and also they can pass them down to their children as well. Um, so it can follow for generation and generation. You know, that's allowing if you think of an investment time frame, Neil, if, if someone maybe is, is 50 years of age yeah. and they have a 30, 40 year personal investment time frame of the pensions where they might need income. Mm-hmm. If you look at average life expectancy in the UK of about 87. But then if you've got children, grandchildren, you pass it down to this could be maybe 100 years plus yeah. where it's invested where short-term volatility shouldn't really matter. Yeah. And actually all the gains within the pension we know are tax-free. So as Neil said, it, it's the most efficient wrapper that you can use to pass on to children. And a, yeah. a lot of people think, well, you've just got a set amount. Surely it can't last that long. But let's think this pension is remaining invested. Yeah. So it's going to continue to grow. Um, and that's 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 a real benefit for for future generations. Yeah, I think that's one thing we come up to on a on a daily basis, isn't it, with clients where they're ringing in if the markets have had a, a bit of a turn for the worse on a particular day, and there's a a drop in their investments. But it's kind of reiterating the fact that it is very much a long term goal rather than a yeah. short term, like couple of days or a couple of years. Yeah, medium to long term. You wouldn't have a short term goal for a pension. Yeah, never. You'd have a medium to long term. And like you said, you know, the market has been pretty volatile over the last couple of years. But if you've seen the last two months growth, um, you can see how the portfolios have really performed. Yeah. Um, and that's led to some really positive conversations with clients. Yeah, absolutely. I think to to kind of summarise then, um, actions for clients to take off the, the back of today. So kind of set your goals and have a look at what it's going to be and what you want for the future. And also log in and track it on the technology, using that technology moving forward. Um, if you do slip behind, it's not the end of the world. I mean, I know there's times for me personally where uh, in my head I've said, yeah, I'm definitely going to put £100 in my ISA this month. But but life circumstances change and unfortunately things do crop up. But it's just not giving up and kind of making sure you, you re-look re- kind of look at it at the, the following months or, or 
Well, the great thing is about the technology is the flexibility to change. So if you know you can't afford a hundred pound a month anymore, you want to put in fifty, maybe the next year, you can change that via the app. Really, really easy, and it will change the goal automatically. Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, I think that's one thing. A good kind of point to finish on is it's you don't have to use your allowances. I think we speak all the time. Don't worry about the twenty thousand pound price or sixty thousand pound for pensions, and if you can even kind of chip away at a little bit of that rather than kind of having to put the whole lot in it's yeah. a it's a step in the, well in the most people most people it. don't put sixty thousand pounds into their pension per year uh, i certainly don't know any uh, <laughs> the best the best the best thing is is to just regular invest yeah however much you can and the, we've said it on previous podcasts before you know the two hundred thousand, the three hundred thousand pound pension pots aren't realistically from people just whacking large lump sums in. They're from regular investing over 25, 30, 35 years. So it's really important to get that mainframe. But as we said before, treat it as a bill. Yeah. Treat it as a bill every month. Um, For clients as well who are doing that on a regular basis, use the reward section of the app as well. Um, You can go on to Google and get the the add-on in there. So if you're searching for things, it tells you exactly which companies do it. And I know for me personally, I've purchased something off a different website because they give cash back on the on the um, products that you're purchasing. Um, you can get it back as kind of a monetary for yourself or it can go straight into an investment for you, but it's, it's kind of free money, really. You've already spent the money, so you might as well get the, yeah, the added benefit 100%. of doing it as well. That's great. Um, lovely. Thank you very much, everyone, for joining me today. Thank um, and thank you, everyone, for watching. If you would like to like and subscribe the True Potential page, we will be following with further podcasts in the coming weeks.